This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. Good afternoon to you. I am Jason Kong, all by my lonesome today. Hope you're having a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday weekend and enjoyed your Black Friday shopping yesterday. Well, we've got a special program lined up for you. If you've been listening to the show over the past several weeks, we've been giving tips for coping with grief over the holidays. And this is something that, uh, you know, I hope most of you aren't having to deal with. But for those of you who are, it can be a really tough time dealing with changes and transitions in life and loss of a loved one at a time of the year when we're supposed to be spending time with those loved ones. So that transition can be pretty jarring. But we've got some tips lined up for you through all throughout the show. Over the past several weeks, we've been talking with uh, some bereavement counselors at Transitions Life care about some strategies that we can use, whether we're going through grief ourselves or maybe we know someone who's dealing with grief and coping with grief, and these strategies can help everyone involved. And so let's go ahead and start with our first segment here. So uh, the acronym that we're going to be using throughout the show is COPE, C-O-P-E. And to start things out, we're going to start with the letter C and compassion. We are very pleased to welcome Haven Parrott with us from Transitions Life Care. And uh, Haven, we're going to be starting out talking about compassion. C is for compassion, and uh, I guess we'll start there. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Yes, as you mentioned, there is, you know, just recently a chill in the air, leaves are turning, cranking up our heaters, well, at least in the mornings, and it's <laughs> back to AC in the afternoon, and you know, pumpkins, Halloween decorations, this heightened sense of um, anticipation, which means that the holiday season is just around the corner. And it can be fun, as you mentioned, for lots of folks, but really difficult, um, even more difficult than life is already for those who are grieving the death of a loved one, because holidays are all about being together. And when there's an empty chair at the table, it is hard to celebrate togetherness when you're not together. Um, And then there's the meaning of the holidays that also comes into play. I mean, you know, Thanksgiving is all about being grateful, but it can be really difficult to feel grateful when you've lost someone. And you hear these never-ending messages of Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, and we're profoundly not merry and not happy. And then there's New Year's, which is all about new beginnings and planning and looking ahead. And that is really painful um, when you look into the future and you don't see your loved one in it. Um, So there's this, you know, it's like this, the hits just keep coming for about two months. um, And it can just be really, really intense um, because when you've lost somebody you love, your world loses its celebratory qualities Mm -hmm. and the holidays seem to only magnify you know the loss to make it even more than it already is the saddest the sadness feels sadder the loneliness goes deeper and the need for support is greater during the holidays so what can we do to cope with grief um it would be nice to dive into a hole, you know, before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and come out somehow, sometime <laughs> in 
January, you know, but that really isn't realistic. Um, you kind of have to deal with what's going on. So we have this acronym COPE, C-O-P-E, here at the Grease Center that we um, often talk about that can help to help us remember some things that might be helpful um, as grievers go through the holiday season. And we're going to take the next four weeks, as you mentioned, just to talk a little about each one of them. But the first is um, compassion for self. C is for compassion. O is for open communication. P is for planning. And E is for engaging in self-care. And so today, a little bit about, you know, just having some compassion for yourself. And it is, um, it is so interesting to me how we who are so eager and willing um, to and quick to extend compassion to other folks who are hurting, we are so reluctant to extend that same compassion to ourselves. And I'm not sure what all of that is about, thinking that maybe we should be doing better, um, we should be going through this grief thing faster, there must be something wrong with us, this is taking too long. Um, it's just really easy for grievers to get impatient with themselves and to not extend the same compassion to themselves that they would to somebody else who is in the same situation. Um, and so, you know, just remembering that just like at any other time of year, there is no right or wrong way to cope with grief. Um, it, it's going to be different for each person. The holidays are going to be different for each person. And the only uh, the only key, the one key, is to be gentle and compassionate with yourself. Um, I mean, just to remember that grief affects every part of you, your your being, physically, mentally, behaviorally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and you've never met the version of yourself that you are right now when you're grieving. People often say, I just, this is not me. This is not my normal. And it's not. Uh, you've never met this version of yourself. Your grieving self is a is a whole new someone that you haven't um, that you're not familiar with. Because we we don't handle things like we you know. It's kind of like when they say um, that Snickers commercial: "You're not yourself when you're hungry." Well, you're not yourself when you're grieving. Um, so, you know, just reducing. Perhaps at the at the holidays, thinking about a way to cope, to be compassionate with yourself, is to reduce what you expect yourself to do. I mean, the holidays can be high energy times um, where we do way too much. We cook way too much. We plan and we wrap and all those things, wrap presents. Um, so just maybe you don't do all that. Maybe you don't cook the family dinner. Maybe you skip or minimize the decorating or, um, you know, you're going to see plenty of decorations outside your house. Maybe you acknowledge the change in your life by changing your traditions, changing your expectations of yourself. And it's okay um, if you don't decorate as much this year. You, it doesn't mean that it's forever. Um, it's okay to just press pause on some of those things that you usually expect from yourself. Um, and just to give yourself the permission to have the right to do what you can do, what you want to do, and, and also permission not to do what you feel like you can't do, what you can't pull off. Um, so reducing the expectations of yourself and then reducing your expectations of others. 
um, I think what's really hard sometimes is when we're grieving, we expect other people to kind of know how we feel and know what we need. And they never did before, so I'm not sure why we would think they would <laughs> know that now. Um, but people don't suddenly improve their long-standing behaviors just because we're grieving. Um, so um, just reducing your expectations of other people um, being able to, to know what you need um, or to know what you what you need to skip. Um, I, I find it really important and really helpful, you know, this self-compassion when things get really anxious and you feel like it's too much, um, one of the things that I feel that I find helpful is just simply to, you know, put your hand over your heart and connect with your beating heart and take a moment and just to say, I'm doing the best I can. I, I, I am doing the best I can. I am a hurting person, person and I am, I'm doing all I can do and it's enough. Um, so those are some ways to practice self-compassion um, during the holidays. You know, enjoy what you can enjoy, endure what you have to endure, and, and leave the rest for another year. It, it'll be here again. The, the holidays will come around again. And um, it doesn't mean that they have to be just this year just like they always were because the fact is this year they're not like they always were. Um, so I hope that helps some. That is Haven Paired, and we've got another segment with Haven coming up. We are discussing coping with grief over the holidays, and we are moving our way through the acronym of COPE, C-O-P-E. We just finished C, which is for compassion. Next segment, we will be discussing O. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with your hosts, Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News, talk, traffic. Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas and Sam Peterson, and we are continuing our four-part series here talking about coping with grief over the holidays as the holiday season is rapidly approaching, and uh, we're pleased to welcome back Haven Parrott with Transitions Life Care, and uh, we're going to go into a a quick review of what we talked about. But Haven, you've given us an acronym here, COPE, C-O-P-E. Last week, we talked about what the letter C stands for. This week, we're going to talk about O. So why don't you catch us up, and then let's get to O today. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jason. It's good to be back. Um, You know, the holidays are stressful for everybody, uh, grievers and non-grievers. There's so many extras that we feel like we have to do, so many expectations. And in loss, that is just so much more magnified and intensified. Um, and it's not just holidays. You know, it's birthdays and anniversaries are also sprinkled in those months, of those holiday months of November and December. And it's just, it's just so difficult because all of those days are about togetherness. And when you're not together with the person who makes all those days so special, it is so very painful. Um, but we did talk about 
perhaps what might be helpful in 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 coping uh, during uh, with grief during the holidays and last week we talked about see compassion for self just trying to understand that it's not that it's normal not to be normal right now um, reducing your expectations of yourself and of others giving yourself permission to acknowledge this fear is different by doing things differently not feeling like you have to to put out everything you always put out before decorations wise or um, put out all the food or you can do it differently because this year is differently different and by doing it differently you acknowledge that um, basically self-compassion comes down to extending to yourself the compassion compassion that you would so easily extend to someone else who is really hurting because um, now you're that person so just being compassionate with yourself and giving yourself some grace we talked about that last week and um, the O part of the COPE acronym is about open communication. And I, I'm not sure that there's anything more difficult for a griever than just being heard and being able to express their need and desire for, um, for support. Um, there's just such an awkwardness around grievers. It's like you don't have access to all the letters of the alphabet like like all maybe the vowels are gone and you're trying to talk with just consonants and it comes out all jangled and dissonant um and it, it it's hard for grievers to express how they feel and it's hard for people around grievers to know what grievers are feeling because grievers look normal on the outside um and they're falling apart on the inside and it's really hard for folks to tell um you know, what we, what grievers need um, and how they feel. And not only that, grief changes you. And as if that were not enough, grief itself changes. It's always, you know, you never know what a day is going to bring. And so grief can be so confusing and so disorienting. And it can be really hard for a griever to know what they need, much less even express what they need. Mm -hmm. And add to that the fact that people say things that are, not helpful um, they mean to be helpful they're not trying to be hurtful but they say things that diminish the pain like anything that begins with at least mm -hmm. at least you had your mom for a long time or at least he's in a better place or at least she isn't suffering anymore and none of those things do anything to address your pain um, they may be true things uh, but they don't address your pain and how you feel. And so it just it's just really awkward. Um, people also don't get how hard the grief experience is, how lonely, uh, how tired, how how your heart aches, how you feel like you're living with landmines, with triggers that are just set to go off anytime. Um, people report feeling just hollowed out and fragile. Um, and it's just, it's just really hard for folks to know how grievers feel. Uh, people don't know what they don't know. And that means that grievers are tasked with communicating what they need. And that seems really unfair that mm -hmm. on top of the grieving, on top of the exhaustion, it's one more thing that a griever has to do is to communicate how they feel and what they need. And many times people don't want to do that. They don't want to be a burden. They don't want 
um, to lay more sad on other people, especially people who want them to be happy, who want them to get over it. Um, and maybe grievers don't want to say what they need because they don't want someone else to <laughs> make the conversation about their own grief, ex- about their grief experience. Um, there's nothing worse than having your, your pain hijacked by someone else who's lost someone or, or, or had a similar experience. And um, so it, it, it's just a really awkward thing to try to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, often what folks need is just patience or to say the loved one's name out, li- out loud or to check in on someone or give them understanding or tell a story about the loved one or just let somebody cry. Um, especially at the holidays, folks want to cheer grievers up and make things normal and hurry the grief along. And, you know, there's all these parties and invitations and family gatherings. And so it is especially important for grievers to just be honest about what they can handle and what they can't when those invitations come. So having a phrase handy like, Thank you so much for thinking of me. Uh, I hope to be able to come to this gathering, but it's really hard for me to predict what the day will be like for me. So, you know, if I can, if you don't have to have a hard answer right now, uh, I'll, I'll come if I can. If I can't, just, you know, give me that grace. Or to say something like, I'd like to come, but I might have to leave early or I need to step outside for a few moments because I never know how something will hit me Um, or just, you know, thank you for asking. I'm not ready yet, but Mm -hmm. please ask me again. Uh, Just being able to have a few phrases handy when those invitations come so that you're, you keep it open for yourself. If if you feel like going, if you feel like participating, but you also keep it open and honest that maybe it just won't work out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think another really important thing about open communication is remembering um, that other people are grieving the same loss. So in a family, you know, a a death really alters the family structure and the way things are done in the family. And so often a mom will think, well, I've got to keep things normal for the kids. I need to do everything I've always done because they'll be expecting that. And oftentimes the kids are just like, nah. I, it's okay to to not do all that. So just having a conversation among those who are grieving the same loss and saying, how would you like to acknowledge this loss? What would you like to not do or do this year? Um, just having those honest, open conversations with other grievers is really, really important. Um, and I'm hoping that I'm hoping that you're getting um, some information here that's just helpful on on how to really communicate, have this open communication to be honest rather than strong when you're grieving. No, this is wonderful advice, Haven. Thank you so much. I think it's great perspective for those who are dealing with grief over the holidays, but also for those who are friends and family or who may know someone who's going through this and, uh, you know, making sure that we're using the right open lines of communication as well and making sure we're not uh, maybe taking the spotlight away or, you know, over overshadowing their grief. And uh, I think this is important for all of us to know. And this is wonderful, wonderful advice. Haven Parrott with Transitions Life Care. We are halfway through our acronym of COPE. We've got P and 
and E left to go. Next segment is P. Stick around. We've got more for you. You're listening to Aging Matters. Care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one with Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. If you have questions for the show, you can email agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Sam Peterson, and we're now going to continue our series on coping with grief over the holidays. You know, we've mentioned this before, but uh, of course the holidays can be an exciting and fun time for most, but for those of us who are dealing with the loss of a loved one or uh, maybe several loved ones or a spouse, it, it, it can be a very tough time. And uh, for those of us who aren't dealing with that, it's important to put ourselves in their perspective and to have some understanding. So uh, again, we're dealing with the acronym COPE. We've gone over C and O, and today we're focusing on P, which stands for planning. And to have a full discussion on this, we're pleased to welcome Cassandra Smith. She is a bereavement counselor for Transitions Grief Care. Cassandra, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. Well, as listeners know by now, I am not Haven, but (laughs) I have listened to I have listened to the information she shared and will refer back to it some as I share with you. I'm so appreciative of being given the opportunity to speak on a topic that can be essential for grievers during the holidays. As a clinician, I'm well acquainted with the escalation of emotions that often occur during this time of year, so it's important for grievers as well as those who journey with them to know that there are things that can be done to help manage what can be a most difficult season. And the choices that are made can make a world of difference in how a griever is able to move through. So when you consider normal grief reactions and how demanding, draining, and sometimes overwhelming they can be, consider how much more will likely be experienced during the holidays, a time where So many are planning to be with loved ones and laughter and parties and fun activities, but the griever, the griever is not likely in this space and at least not as much as others are during this time. While I'll be sharing some ideas on how to plan for this time of year, it'll be helpful to reflect on what Haven shared in the first two segments on compassion for self and on the value of open communication. So here's a quick review. Um, As explained in segment one, compassion towards self is crucial during grief, not only during the holidays, but throughout the entire grief journey, honestly. Self-compassion is extending to yourself the compassion you'd extend to someone else who's hurting and recognizing that it's normal not to be normal and it's okay not to be okay. 
Another definition that I really like for self-compassion is identifying what you need and being a mentor to yourself. A mentor is an experienced and trusted advisor. It's someone who provides guidance and emotional support. The griever may need to be this for themselves as they're trying to figure out how to attend to their needs. Segment two is on open communication, which is most certainly important during this time. So think about it. Being heard and being honest in your communication of needs and desires after a death can be a challenge for a griever. Each loss in, in its uniqueness is not something that's been experienced before. So understanding what your needs are and how to communicate those needs can feel as foreign as your loved one's absence does. But it's important to find the words and to communicate your preferences for what you feel is best for you. People say they want to be there for you and want to help. Well, let them. Let them have it. Let them be there as best you can. Establish boundaries as you communicate honestly what's happening with you. So keeping in mind the importance of compassion and open communication, let's look at the P in the COPE acronym, which again is planning. In planning for the holiday, let's consider how empowering it can be. Planning helps take back some of the sense of control that's often lost after someone dies. Taking time to think about how you'll engage in the holidays can relieve some of the pressure of feeling like you have to always be on. Or, as I once heard it described, it takes away the pressure of feeling like you have to perform for the sake of others. This would be helpful at any time during the grieving process, but particularly during the holidays when there can be quite a bit of pressure to show up and to be happy or to have fun. So while you're planning, it's important to remember that feelings of loss and all the work that goes into engaging in the world around you without the physical presence of your loved one can be quite an exhausting experience. So pay attention to your body. What is it telling you? What is your mind trying to alert you to? Thoughts and feelings serve a purpose. They may be saying, hold up now, wait a minute, let's reconsider this decision. Or maybe they're saying, come on, let's engage, let's go for it. So plan to take time and pay attention in the moment to your heart and your mind. Another thing to remember in your planning is to be careful not to overextend. Remembering that you're not operating at your normal capacity. While you don't want to overextend, it's also important not to isolate. So try to spend time with those you love, but only as you're able. In making plans, you might find that you want to redefine your holiday expectations. Maybe your plans don't heavily involve festivities and parties and such this year. Maybe this time will be a transition year for a new tradition. Possibly smaller engagements if you're used to being a part of large gatherings or spending time with new people might be a thing for you to try. It could include taking the money that would have been spent on gifts and giving it to a charity in honor of your loved one. 
space may simply be spending time with yourself and your memories, possibly just snuggling up with a blanket or a movie or a book, some special treat, which for me would most certainly include chocolate, unfortunately. <laughs> um, or perhaps lighting a candle and just reflecting, or whatever it is that brings you comfort. One of the purposes for making plans is so you have an idea of where and how you'll spend your time. Notice I said a plan is an idea of how you spend your time. Since the grief can be quite unpredictable at times, it's important to allow flexibility and do what works for you, even if it means communicating a last-minute decision not to attend an event. Be aware of this possibility, and when accepting invitations, make it tentative. Maybe saying something like, yes, I'd like to be there, and we'll plan on it, but to be honest, I'm not really sure how I'll feel when the time comes. Or simply just responding to an invitation with, I'll try my best to be there. These types of responses can release some of the pressure of feeling like you have to show up while it can also increase your willingness to give it a try. If you do choose to be a part of festivities, plan to take breaks. Maybe give yourself 30 minutes to be a part of what's happening around you. Then do a self-check-in. Take a few moments to assess what's happening with you. Maybe set an alert on your phone or have a support person with you who can give you a reminder to check in with yourself to see where you stand. Having a support person who can maybe run interference for you can actually be a very great resource. I remember stories in counseling sessions of clients who use code words or phrases that only they and the support person knew. Some pretty innocent code words like, I think I have a taste for some strawberries or I feel the hiccups coming on. <laughs> And, um, of course, I'm not so innocent, so I won't be <laughs> you. But the point is, the experience of using these codes took some of the pressure off and even brought a few laughs. So I encourage you to find creative and maybe fun ways to be able to retreat when you've had enough. It really can be quite comforting for a griever to know there's an exit plan that doesn't draw attention during a time where they're giving it all they have to keep it together. Yeah, Another thing to remember is to be careful in planning for who you'll ask for support. Well-meaning friends and family often believe they know what's good for you during the holidays. And well, while they may have the best of interest or best intentions, you are likely the best resource for yourself. So, Talk to trusted friends and family about your wishes during this time so they know how to be of better support for you. Just be around people who will allow you to just be, to be however you need to during this time. So in closing, a few reminders. Though this can be hard, there are things that can be done. Plans that can be made to support you as you move through this time. Know that even if plans don't go as expected, that's okay. Plan to go with the flow. Take the pressure off. Also, 
try to remember that the anticipation of the holidays without your family member is often much harder than the actual holidays themselves. We're taking a short break. I feel the hiccups coming on. We've got to take care of that. (laughs) You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas and Sam Peterson, and we are about to wrap up our series here on coping with grief over the holidays. And, you know, we've been using this acronym COPE, and we've gone over what C stands for and O and P. And today we're going to be focusing on the E in COPE, and we'll also get a a quick recap of what the other letters stand for as well. And we are very pleased to welcome back Cassandra Smith. She is a bereavement counselor with Transitions Grief Care. Cassandra, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jason, and thanks for having me back. Um, well, since the last segment, I've really been noticing just how quickly time seems to be flying by. Hard to believe Thanksgiving is already right around the corner, and I'm still remembering bringing in the new year like it was just a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, but now the cold weather has returned. we just experienced daylight savings time. There's been talk of snow. All signs that the holidays are approaching. Well, while time is quickly moving and the changing season is bringing feelings of nostalgia and excitement, these signs for grievers are often signs that there are difficult times ahead. and They're not necessarily expecting to feel a lot of joy. For some people, Holiday plans have already been made. For others, plans are still in the works. And there are those that are still trying to figure out just how to spend this time. And many griefers are in this last group, still trying to figure out what this season's going to look like and dreading what they're expecting it to feel like. My colleague Haven and I have shared what we hope will be a support for those who are hurting and longing for some of the peace and joy that basically shouted from the rooftop during this time. As mentioned, we've used the letters in the word COPE to offer some strategies to help grievers move through this season. The first week, Haven shared strategies for the C in COPE, which is compassion for self. This is where the griever treats themselves as they would a best friend. If a best friend is hurting, you offer unconditional compassion and support. We encourage grievers to treat themselves the same way. Be compassionate and allow yourself to make decisions that work for you. Recognize that after a loss, your capacity to manage normal day-to-day is not what it was before the loss. Compassion is being okay with this. Being okay with not being okay and recognizing and accepting it's normal not to feel normal. The second week was spent sharing strategies for the O in the COPE acronym, which is open communication. Being open and honest about needs is important for grievers and really only they can truly connect with what's inside their hearts and minds. And because he's lost 
in its uniqueness is not something that's been experienced before. Understanding what your needs are as well as how to communicate those needs can feel quite foreign, but finding the words is important so that others know your preferences and have a better understanding of how to support you. In week three segment, I shared strategies for the letter P in COPE, which is planning. And I shared how planning can allow the griever to take back some of the control over a time that can feel very much emotionally out of control. Though feeling a loss of control is not uncommon, often the experience is intensified during the holiday season. So it's important that grievers take time to honor what they feel is best for themselves and make plans accordingly. Making intentional choices of how time is spent and with whom it will be spent can reduce stress and anxiety during this time. So now the last letter in our COPE acronym, the E, is for engaging in self-care. This, this one actually incorporates all of what was shared previously, being compassionate towards self, open communication of needs, and taking back some control by planning are all forms of self-care. Self-care plays a significant role in a griever's ability to navigate the holidays as it sort of gives, gives permission to do what's necessary. It does not solve the problem or get rid of sadness, but it does help a griever to get through the hard times and may even reduce some of the heartache that could present itself. Self-care is at times, you know, it can seem, be seen as selfish, which is not the case. Being selfish is putting your needs ahead of others for personal gain, while self-care is putting some needs first so you're then able to be of help to others. This can be huge for grievers to remember, particularly for those who struggle with this concept and may attempt to put off or suppress their grief so they can be present for others. I've worked with a lot of parents who really had a tough time, tough times making space for themselves because they're trying to be present for their children and feel it's selfish to give attention to themselves while their children are also grieving. I've also worked with children who are doing the same as they're trying to be present for their parents. But you cannot pour from an empty bucket. You have to be nourished and replenished in order to continue being able to give. Time is something else, something else that should be considered. Grief is a journey, not a destination, so it's going to take time. During this time, pay attention to your entire being, your body, your mind, heart, spirit, and soul, all of you, and allowing time for giving attention to what's needed in each area. If you're fatigued or need space for reflection, take the time. If you need support from others, take that time. Make time for your feelings and allow yourself to journey at your own pace. Then we also have rest to consider. Grief is emotionally and physically exhausting. So it isn't uncommon for grievers to feel unusually tired. Sticking with a routine when possible, eating regular meals, maintaining an exercise routine. These are all helpful strategies for decreasing feelings of exhaustion. Resting may also include taking time off work if you can or releasing other demands for a while. Taking time to enjoy special moments such as hot baths or taking naps, which 
is one of my favorites, the nap taking, <laughs> um, or, or even vegging out on a favorite TV series. Whatever it is for you, be intentional about finding ways to rest and replenish. Also know that focus and concentration can be a bear during grief. Let self-care show up in the form of grace. Show yourself grace and write things down. Your mind is really working overtime and can use the help. My mother used to always say a short pencil is better than a long memory anytime. <laughs> that, memory, that memory can fail and it often does during the grief experience. Another thing to consider when engaging in self-care is the power of hope. Because grief can feel endless, connecting with others who've had similar experiences can be helpful. Hope can be found in hearing how others have recovered over time as they've experienced decreased pain and increased ability to function. Consider attending a grief group with people who get it. Hope can also be found through faith and spiritual beliefs associating with people who understand and respect your need to talk about these beliefs can be of great support. Maybe attend a holiday service or a special religious ceremony. Now, Jason, Sam, and Mary, I'm going to attempt to delicately address what can be a sensitive area because people have different views on this. But that food and those beverages during this time, <laughs> uh, well... <laughs> They can either be a friend or a foe. <laughs> so what I'll say here is just be careful. Pay attention to what and how much you're consuming. Overindulgence, while it may offer a temporary relief, it is not the answer and will not take away what you must go through during your grief experience. It also has the potential to make things worse when you're forced to face the reality of what loss brings. Another thing know that the big picture can look quite daunting. So instead of looking at how big it all is or how big it all feels, set small goals. Focus on the present and allow yourself to take one day at a time and sometimes one minute or even one second at a time if that's all you can manage. And finally, try to remember it's okay to be happy. Happiness does not diminish how much you love and how much you miss the person who isn't there this holiday. It's okay to be happy. So while coping through compassion, open communication, planning, and engaging in self-care, remember, you can do this and you will move through and get to the other side. Well, that's very well said, Cassandra. Thank you so much to both you and Haven for guiding us through uh, this acronym of COPE and giving us some strategies for those who are grieving over the holidays. If you want to find more information, be sure to go to transitionslifecare.org. You can click on the resources tab, and there you can find more about grief resources as well. Cassandra, thank you so much for your time and for really helping us and educating us on this subject. You are certainly welcome, and thank you so much for having me. And I do wish that you all have a wonderful time during the holidays. Yeah, we hope thank the you, same you for you as well. We are out of time for today. We hope you will join us again next weekend. Thank you so much for listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a wonderful weekend.
You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. For more information, log on to transitionslifecare.org.